Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to this exclusive edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. I'm excited to bring you guys this interview with SMU offensive lineman Jalen Thomas, who's kind enough to give us a few minutes uh, in a busy schedule, doing an internship with the National Football Foundation, doing summer workouts, uh, entering uh, his final year at SMU. Jalen, thanks so much for the time. No problem. Thanks for having me. Anytime. And look, I, I let's lead off with this. Tell us about the internship with National Football Foundation. How did it come about and what are you doing for them? Um, so I got the internship through Miss Lisa through our life at the ball program. Um, I was relatively late with my application because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And uh, Lisa brought it up to me and um, she knew the person who was running the uh, internship uh, application. So I sent him my application. He really liked me and I did my interviews and um, the, it was very competitive. So um, right now I'm as a, I'm an NFF correspondent. So I do the social media post, um, working with them, uh, learning everything they do um, really just stuff on the side um, like spreadsheets and um, making videos. Um, where are they now posters for the social media post? So it's all been cool. Very cool. And, and, you know, balancing that with summer workouts has to be tough, a little, a little stressful as far as time management, you know, how, how is life after ball kind of prepared you for all that? No doubt. Uh, I mean, you know, you wake up at, I wake up at four 30 every morning. Um, Cause I, I mean, I'm older guy, so I, you know, it takes a while for my body to get ready to get up. So, you know, workouts at six o'clock. So, um, you know, wake up at four 30, you know, we're at football till 10. And then after that, you know, internship, from 10 to four. So just knowing that, you know, it's not much free time, but, you know, get trying to get work done on the front end so I can, uh, you know, have a lot of time in the back end to relax and, you know, get my body right for the next day of workouts. Yeah. You've been at this, you know, a long time. I mean, I want to go back to not only your, your freshman year at SMU and kind of start from the beginning, but, you know, how'd you get into football? Um, you know, I mean, you, you played for uh, a really you know, high profile high school uh, football team. And of course, recruited to SMU stuck with the Mustangs through the coaching change. But how'd you get into football? How'd you end up playing, uh, you know, in, in high school? Or you know, where'd you get your start? I would definitely say, you know, I started playing football. I didn't really play football growing up. I was actually first off basketball player, loved basketball. I love, I love everything about basketball. Um, but you know, uh, my stepdad in middle school said, you know, you should drive for the football team. And, um, I really liked it. You know, I was always still a football player in middle school, obviously, but a basketball player actually, but, you know, going into high school, um, still kind of keeping on that basketball route. Didn't really grow anymore. I came between six, three, six, four, stayed there. And, you know, my dad said, you should really pursue it. So I put my, you know, saying, put my mind to it. And, you know, junior year got recruited by the SMU, um, and then got a few more offers, but, you know, through the coaching change and all that, um, with Coach Morris and then Coach Dykes came along and, you know, just meeting that the, the, the Coach Dykes staff and Coach Cos and them, I just felt like I needed to be at SMU. So that's how my story went. And, and it started really fast. You know, I mean, you, you played a little bit um, early on in the season as a freshman, and then before you know it, you're starting against Tulane as a true freshman. I mean, what yeah, was, was that crazy. like? I mean, it just seemed like it 
not came out of nowhere. You were obviously building toward it, but then you end up starting the last six games at, at tackle for, for SMU. Yeah, it was crazy. You know, um, you know, as a freshman, you, I was really kind of thrown in there, you know, just thrown into the fire and just say, how, see how he, he would react. And, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to the opportunity I got to play as a freshman. You know, not a lot of people do. Um, it was fun, you know, against Tulane my first game. You know, obviously I was very nervous. Um, didn't know what to expect, but I think I had great teammates that, you know, really uh, prepared me for that, uh, for that big, that big move up to really playing in the college level. And um, I'm glad they have my back. It was keeping me comfortable out there, um, you know, telling the good things. And it was just great. Um, and, and so you go through that freshman year, you enter your sophomore year, obviously looking to continue that. You flip over to left tackle. What was that transition like? Because you spent the next, uh, I don't know, uh, 20-something games there uh, playing for, for the Mustangs. What was, that, what was that transition like? And was it difficult to do? I wouldn't say it was difficult. I mean, it was obviously obviously a learning curve. Um, I'd say the biggest thing for me was, you know, uh, learning the offense. And once I got comfortable with the offense, um, everything became kind of easy. Um, obviously, the technique and all that from right to left, it's a little different. But overall, it's not that different. So really, we're just learning the plays and learning to switch everything around from right to right tackle to left tackle was probably the hardest part. Well, in that first year, you played at left tackle for for SMU. I mean, one of the best offenses uh, in SMU history. Shane Bouchelle's in there. Um, mm-hmm. You guys go into that season and and really light it on, light the world on fire. Um, and then twenty twenty rolls around. It's kind of a difficult, you know, just thing to kind of navigate. Even though you guys started well that year, what was you know the twenty nineteen team being a part of that group that really set the tone for the for the program for the next few years? What was that like? Oh, that was just a fun season overall, you know, having guys like Shane Bussell and, you know, Colin Granson, James Prochet, all of them, you know, it was fun. That year we just all had fun. We were out there just just playing, playing to have fun, not playing. I really, we were playing to win, but I think everybody was having fun. And, you know, when you're around people who love the game so much and take it, you know what I'm saying, very serious, I think it, we were just having fun out there. And you could tell through our, through our gameplay, you know what I'm saying, we were playing really, really well. Um, and that really set us up for, you know, the, the, the next seasons to come because we all knew how to, um, you know, how to play, how to play together. And we were becoming a real team. I think our biggest thing we need to learn how to finish in the back end of the season. And, you know, we're still trying to learn that. But, you know, hopefully we can get it together. Uh, I know it was a game that you guys lost and, and it was the end of the undefeated run. But you had a you had a two point conversion in that in that Memphis game. What was. How did that play call come about? Do you remember how, you know, that 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 moment where they said you, they were going to get you the ball? Um, so it's crazy because, you know, we was working on the play for about three weeks. And it was like, you know, we're going to run this play this week, you know, and we never ran it that week. And then we're going to save it for this week. And we never ran it that week. And then we finally got to Memphis. And, you know, we knew the play would work. You know, we ran it in, uh, in practice. And it was pretty much open every time we ran it. And, uh, you know, going into the game. You know, we're down, I think it was eight points at the time. And coach said, you know what, let's go for the two-point conversion. And I was like, okay. And he said, you know, the play was called JT. And everybody in the huddle was like, yeah, just run it. Let's run it. You know, it's going to work. And, you know, I had great teammates behind me. And it was just a fun – it was a, it was a fun two-point conversion. You know, um, Hayden lifted me up after the play. It was, it was great. 
yeah, a little bright spot for for a tough, you know, ending to that one. That was such one of the best games of, of the season overall. And, you know, I mean, th- that season didn't end the way you guys wanted it to. 2020 didn't. You know, what, what's been that process like getting over that hump the last couple seasons? What's, what's the locker room like when you guys are, are trying to get over the hump? And, and for whatever reasons, it hasn't worked out so far. Um, I think the, the locker room is still, you know, uh, trying to you know, it's it's the the morale of the of the locker room is still great you know even though we you know we lose in the back end of the season we're trying to uh really trying to pick that up and have a great into our into our season to finish the morale of the, of the team is still great you know um you can never beat yourself down over a loss you know you got to learn from it and the coaching staff uh coach cause and them was always teaching us about mindset and you know, you can never go into a game. You always go to a game thinking you can win. So, you know, we never really – I think the locker room was still great. We just needed to learn how to finish. And learning how to finish is hard for a lot of people, you know, um, not just college football players. You know, we, we everybody learn, has to learn how to finish. Uh, this past season was unique the way it, of course, ended with, with everything going on with Coach Dykes, and he ends up heading to TCU. But Rhett Lashley, kind of a familiar face for you, walks in. He's your new head coach. What's the reaction from a veteran like you who played for Rhett Lashley? I don't know if you even ended up getting recruited by him at all or you had already signed or whatnot uh, before he actually got hired, but he was there from the get-go when you were on campus. Mm-hmm. What, what was what was the reunion like when he got hired? You know, it was great. You know, I mean, I'm, I knew Coach Rhett Lashley, so it was it was great to see him in there as, a, you know, as our head coach. Um, it was a familiar face for a lot of people who who he recruited. And I think it was a sense of ease for a lot of people because we knew what kind of offense he ran and, you know, he, what he was going to do for the program. So I think it was, I think it was a sense of ease for everybody, especially me as an older guy who decided to come back. Was there, I'm sure he met with you individually. Was there a moment, whether it be individually or in a group setting that you kind of knew, okay, this was the guy I did want to come back and play for and, and take that opportunity to, you use my extra year and, and try to continue to build that draft stock. Um, I would say more. Um, I wouldn't say it was really with coach last year where I decided to stay back. It was more of the fact that, you know, it was a family decision. It was, it was kind of a personal decision for me on my part. Um, I wanted to be a better player and, and really help this team uh, shoot for a conference championship. And I had a lot of goals I wanted to still com- complete and um, obviously build draft stock, but, you know, Personally, personally, I didn't feel like last season was great for me. So I needed to come out and show them this year that I, I am that player and I can be a great player for this program and, you know, help us try to get a top championship. So I think it was more personal more than it was about the coaches. Got it. And, and then you go into spring. You've got new staff. What was Coach Justice like? How have you guys, you know, bonded through all of this? I know they kind of Moved you around a little bit. What's the latest with with you uh, as far as where you fit in on along the offensive line? Um, I mean, Coach Justice is great. You know, uh, I think he's really uh, gelled the O line. Um, the morale of the O line seems pretty pretty good. Um, for me, uh, he he, you know, we we moved around in the spring, and uh, I played center starting off the spring, and then moved to left guard, then moved to right guard, and. Um, I know I think I should be playing interior coming into this next season. Um, but, you know, it's whatever. I'm, I'm willing to do whatever for the offensive line that um, that's needed of me. So 
but Coach Dutch has been really great. And, and, you know, going into the summer, now you're with Coach Grizz. He's kind of, you know, working with you guys day in, day out. What are the workouts like? Is there any noticeable difference just even as far as how they're run that, that sticks out to you? Um, I mean, all college workouts are hard. Um, I want to say there's notable differences. Um, I mean, you're obviously going to run. You're going to lift. He always says work works. I mean, we're going to, we're going to put in work every day. So um, I wouldn't say there's a big difference more than just like, uh, I mean, simple drills that they decided to switch around from Coach Kyle's group to this group. But really everything, I mean, really everything's the same in terms of workouts. The running's a little different, but everything's pretty the same. What were the goals that the strength staff outlined for you entering this summer? You know, especially, I don't know if it changes, if you're going to, you know, move and play interior. Um, they, their personal goals for me, they felt like, um, my weight from last year was way too high. Um, I need to get it down, um, especially to help my hips out and, you know, help my uh, speed off the ball and all that. They decide, you know, um, let's lose that weight and try to cut, cut some of the fat that you have on your body and, you know, tone up a little bit more. Um, they felt like, you know, even if you, if we moved you inside at, you know, 310, 315, you can still do the same thing you're doing at 325, 330. So they say, you know, let's lose that weight and, you know, just cut down, you know, and tone your body up and, you know, get stronger. Um, is there anyone in particular that you've taken notice, whether it be a newcomer, whether it be a freshman, a guy in your group uh, that has really stood out? I mean, I think the whole offensive line has stood out. I mean, the youngins that are growing, that are coming up, they're all, I mean, they're all doing very well inside the weight room. Um, they have a great mindset in, in their heads. They're, they're doing very well. So I can't just pick out one singular play. I think the whole offensive line is doing really good. You know what, as far as the, the younger guys, anyone standing out, catching your eye so far? Um, really the whole, the, the entire sophomore group. Um, I think they're juniors now. Marcus Bryant, you know, Brandon Hick, um, uh, Ben Sparks, all of them. I think they're all doing very well. And some of the couples I can't, uh, can't name off the top of my head right now, I think they're all doing very well. Even J.O. from, like, I mean, he's not a youngin. You know, he's really a veteran on the group, but he's he's doing really well. I mean, I think the whole, as, as a collective, we're doing really well as an offensive line. It is – when it when it comes to getting that chemistry down, are you guys having to put in extra work on your own and and work on your protections, work on this, your calls, communication? Are you guys doing that while you know, let's say the the guys, you know, the skill guys are working out and and doing seven on seven? Definitely. Um, while the skills are doing seven on seven, you know, we're doing our uh, protections, we're going through our drills, and you know, as a as a leader now, you know, having to. Uh, you know, gel with everybody and make sure everybody's on the same track and giving them coaching points. Uh, you know, when the coaches can't be out there, you know, doing my best to try to serve them as best as I can. I mean, I'm just trying to do my part to try to make sure the offensive line is as, be- is, as good as possible next year. If SMU is to take the next step this year and, and you know, you guys have a lot returning, you guys have lost some some key guys, but if you guys are to take the next step as a program, what is the key to, to making that happen? I think as a collective, as, as for the SMU uh, Mustangs, it's definitely we can win every game on our schedule. I think we just need to finish at the end of the season. Um, we've been talking about finishing, 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 but we haven't been able to finish. 
And I think finishing is more of a mindset than it is anything. And, you know, once we have everybody on the same page and everybody's mindset is, to is towards finishing and, you know, not trying to uh, relax come mid-season and when, when the season gets hard and, you know, it's very stressful, everything, you feel like the world is just on your shoulders, that has to be the time where you're peaking. And we need to learn how to peak at the end of the season. What would it mean to end your SMU career with a conference title? I mean, it'd be great. I mean, everybody wants to win a conference championship. And, you know, the, the older guys ahead of, before me, you know, they've always talked about conference championship, conference championship. And, you know, to finally get one for if I can get one for them, it would be amazing, you know, just to see them happy that the school's doing well. You know, even for me, you know, it'd be amazing, you know, coming in as a freshman and the, the, the journey I had to take to get to that point. I mean, it's amazing. Um, and, and just, you know, as this is your final year, I mean, it's got to be an emotional run. I mean, is, do you take a bigger leadership role as far as saying stuff or stepping up in that regard? Or do you kind of keep, you know, doing what you've been doing that's allowed you to play and start so many games over the last few years? Oh, definitely. I got to step up and be a leader. Um, I feel like I'm finally uh, really in that role now. Um, Hayden was our leader last year. I was kind of on the cusp of being a leader. But, you know, just learning from him, taking the teachings he taught me, uh, stepping up and speaking out. Um, I think leading by example is cool, but I said I was kind of doing, but I think leading by example is just really doing your job. But really leading somebody, you have to really speak to everybody and know everybody's name and, you know, take that that next approach to becoming a true leader for the team. Well, uh, first of all, I mean, or I mean, not first of all, but lastly, what have you been doing this summer outside of the internship? I know you haven't had too much time, of course, with school and football and all those things, but are you catching anything on Netflix? Are you, what, what, what's life outside of, uh, you know, the constant go, go, go that, that you like to enjoy? Uh, for me, uh, I'm a big anime guy. <laughs> you know, I sit at home. Um, I watch anime if I can. Um, me and my girlfriend, we've been watching a lot of Shark Tank for some reason. I don't know why it's, it's, it's just being, it's, it's been very fun. You know, when I get time to relax, Shark Tank's been very relaxing. Just seeing all, uh, seeing all the few things people invent, it's just been real funny. Um, but mostly I've watched, and I watch anime and I just sit, you know, sit there. I can sit for, watch anime for about three or four hours <laughs> before I go to bed. Okay. All right. So anime over Netflix, huh? Definitely. Okay. Definitely. All right. So no, no Netflix shows that you could share with the, with the fans out there that, that you've, uh, you've caught you that you like. Uh, I mean, there are a few Netflix shows, um, that I watched that are really good. Um, I think one of them is, uh, uh, what's it called? It was, um, what was it about? Oh, Peaky Blinders. Oh yes. Yep. I'm, I'm, I've got that all ready to roll here soon. Finish up the last season and let it fly. It just came out. It's a great Peaky one. It's really, it's a really good one. I think everybody should watch that. Yeah. All right. What? Lastly, what's your favorite restaurant in Dallas? What, what's your go-to? Ah, that's a hard one. Um, or a couple. We can we can do a couple. That the ad the ad people will allow it. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm favorite Mexican spot right now. Um, Glorious. Okay, Glorious um, is great. I think if I'm going, uh, uh, what's another spot I like to go to? 
the crazy thing is I kind of don't have favorites because I think I've been really on the journey, especially this summer when I have free time on the weekends. I've been trying to go out to new spots, places I haven't tried around Dallas. So okay. I really haven't tried many places around Dallas. I really started to, really this summer, like picking out a spot, like maybe every two weeks to go, you know, somewhere new. Very cool. What What's one recently that's caught your eye? Um, well, I can't think of the name of it. We was, I was going to take my girl out to the, uh, in the next few weeks. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, I think it's a, uh, uh, I want to say like, I can't think of the name right now. I'd have to look it up, but yeah. I can't think of the name. But I've, been really, I've really been trying to get out and try to expand my horizons around Dallas. Yeah, you got you to gotta soak up the last year, right? Got to. Has to, got to. <laughs> well, cool. Well, well Jalen, thanks so much for joining us. I think this is a lot of fun getting to hear a little bit about your internship, your experience at SMU, and and certainly, uh, you know, some food wrecks and, and Netflix wrecks. We'll, we'll, we'll watch out on your Twitter for uh, some, some food wrecks as you try them, okay? For sure, for sure. <laughs> awesome. Thanks a lot for joining us. Jalen Thomas, everyone. Appreciate his time. Busy guy. Thanks for stopping in to this edition of the On the Pony Express podcast, and we will catch you guys next time. Appreciate you guys listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.